listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. Though we are worlds apart, mm-hmm. we are connected on Faith FM. Though we're worlds apart, we're in your hut, bringing you <laughs> the amazing Faith FM Breakfast Show. With in the quiz. Awesome quiz clues. Our next one here, I have, after Joseph revealed himself to my brothers and me, he threw his arms around me and wept. Ah, okay, okay. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to this one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win the ever-amazing, awesome Conflict of the Ages box set. Become your own theologian, study your Bible, and these books enable you, give the ability to be able to really go deep into what the Bible says and jump into a story like... This one that's happening between Joseph and this person. Again, unnamed that number. Character. Yeah, <laughs> unnamed character. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Of course, we have been getting less and less points. This is only 200 points. So if you answered it on an earlier clue, then you, you've got more points now. Less points coming up. You know, we 200, then the next question will be, or the next clue will be 100. So this is the perfect time to just send it. You need to get in. It's time to get in. 0491-064-669. Wow, we got a lot of text messages, and I'm just laughing at some of them right now. <laughs> there are there's some wild times uh, here coming at you. Uh, let's go back to some of the earlier ones here. Uh, Lawson... We are, <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, we first off, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's one. Sorry, I'm just laughing because there's just so many good text messages. I just love it when people send good text messages in. Here's one. Uh, Lawson, brother, tomorrow, take your laptop and do radio in a <laughs> in a walk-in fridge or free freezer so you can feel what Blake is actually feeling. <laughs> that is so funny. D- do people own own cool rooms still? A cool Thank rooms, you, Wayne. A cool room is still a thing. So much. I don't know, but go figure it out. That's that's on you, not on me. That that's would your, be hilarious. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I know they have I one up at Yarra Happeny, so I could. Yeah, I was there. at Yarra Happeny this weekend and working in that kitchen, and I would be like, "Hmm, I think I need another pun and a strawberry, so I can go and stand in the freezer for a minute because I was so hot." Because it was hot. <laughs> yeah, I dude, that's that's the place to to practice. You know, um, cool conditioning. Make it happen, Captain. Well, we want to see you. I personally deeply, deeply am invested in seeing you personally <laughs> inside of a freezer doing doing uh, radio. radio. Please, please make it happen. You, you know. know what? Because we're doing radio remote, there could there's probably lots of locations we could do radio from. I'm just <laughs> Actually, thinking. It, the the world of possibilities is endless for sure. So I I'm actually excited because uh, I've been it's been it's pretty cool actually. I will just say like as you know we're on Faith FM we get the opportunity uh, to do radio all around the world, but also we also get the opportunity to go and preach as well too. So I'm going to be preaching in uh, Helsinki in a couple weeks at a church, which I'm really excited about. But then I'm going to be preaching. When I come back in Walls End, I'm going to be preaching there, uh, Walls End Church on the 
I believe it's the 25th of February, which I'm excited about as well, too. So our listeners, if you want to come to that, check us out, Walls In. But also, I'm going to be preaching in Tasmania the second weekend of April, which is the, I believe it's the 6th, 7th, and 8th, somewhere in that area, that range. Uh, and I'm excited. We're going to do a whole a camp down there as well, too. So for our listeners in Tasmania, if you want to come and visit Faith FM, we'll be right down there as well, too. And I'm thinking about bringing the equipment and maybe broadcasting one of the days down there. But I'm not sure if that will happen or not because of the public holidays that are all happening all around. It's it's the Easter weekend. And so we're going to uh, we're going to go down there and and do a whole church camp uh, with a uh, with church down there in Tasmania as well too. And Lawson, I know that you're preaching all over the place as well too for Faith FM uh, as well too. And and it would be kind of cool to maybe just uh, capture some uh, comments and and capture some some broadcasting time in different mm. places around Australia. If our listeners would like to join in, that'd be so cool to just you know meet people where they're at and uh, have some live interviews, maybe from Brisbane or even from Melbourne where you're, where you were down there as well too. So here's some more text messages. Hey, Freco, you got the answer. Correct. Uh, good move. I think it was for 500 points too. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I got the thumbs up. You got it for 500 points. Here's another text message. Australian, Australia scientists split seawater into hydrogen. Very impressive. That could resolve the world's power problems. Considering the amount of water the world, uh, it, in the world, it would be a limitless source of raw material. But I'm also concerned that it will be bought and shelved as they have done for a long time in modern history. Exactly what you were saying before, Lawson. Mm. So do you think that that will happen? Potentially. I mean, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. It depends <laughs> on the integrity of the scientists who have created this technology. We're doomed. Because <laughs> if if they're just going for the cash, if they're chasing the bag, dude, they would get serious amounts of money for this. I think they're chasing the bag. Yeah. But, but it makes uh, we'll see how it goes. Fortunate. Unfortunate. Here's another text message. This one <laughs> I agree with this one as well, too. Guys, your new pick on the Faith FM app. I like the concept, but Blake, you're almost unrecognizable. It's cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. Go to the Faith (laughs) FM app. Check out our new profile. It's awesome. I'm I'm hiding behind you, Lawson. Lawson, you're you're looking just like, uh, like you're just about to. You know what you look like? What you look like? The guy, a guy who's about to go on the show, like forged in fire. You know that show? I, I that photo is the tallest I've ever looked next to you. Um, and so I'm I'm appreciative. It's sneakiest, I like it. It's the sneakiest I've ever looked. Yeah, anyone. So but I'm kind of I've kind of got this like serious serious you, face. You on. do. I'm, it was, I'm ready I was to, I'm watching. Ready I was like, this guy wants to weld stuff right now for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to, to get in the workshop. <laughs> Here's another text message. Michael, writing for God. This is to Michael. Michael, writing for God. Well done. May the Lord bless their ministry and keep them safe, praying for them. Oh, thank you. That's awesome, actually. That's from Raphael, that one. Uh, Janelle, you just got the answer correct. Good work. Danny. Good try, but no, it was not the correct answer. Lynn, yeah, same story, 
Different guy. So close, close. Danny, same kind of thing, same story, different guy. You know, right on the money or close to it, but not quite. Here's another one. Another text message in Turkey earthquake. Very sad. But as you said, the Bible does tell us that this is just the beginning of sorrows. We, we all take life for granted, not knowing when God may require your life. Remember the earthquake in Newcastle. It could happen anywhere at any time. As far as I know, the scientific community never saw this one coming. Consider taking time to get to know God, Jesus, while you have time and God may require our life today. The only real reason for us to be given life is to find Jesus in our journey of life that we may have eternal life and spend eternity with him. One, I agree to some extent, but one thing I disagree with is I don't see God as requiring our life or taking our life. I think that is uh, the wrong way to look at it because when God created Adam and Eve, he created them to live for eternity. It is, it is the result of sin and Satan uh, and evil that death is even in the world, and so I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to attribute the work of Satan to uh, put that on God. God wants us to live and live for eternity as well, too. Uh, but there is a time coming uh, where, unfortunately, uh, we will. You know, life comes to an end, and we don't know when that time will come because we live in a sinful environment. So, yes, I, I agree with that. The sentiment of that text message. It's time to get your house in order and to get right with the Lord because we are getting ever closer to the second coming. Mm. Here's another text message. What a wonderful heart Laura has for Christ and his mission to reach out to the unreachable. May God bless her and walk with her uh, as she walks with him, as I'm sure she will do great and mighty things in his name. She has her priorities in life correct with a couple of thumbs up emojis and heart emojis all around the world. Totally agree. Laura was just a breath of fresh air and she is truly on fire for Jesus and helping people all around the world get on fire for Jesus as well, too. It was a very exciting uh, little uh, interview there. And and I I was talking with her at lunch as well, too. She really loves mission work. Like that's what Mm. she's, she's about that life. She's about that mission life, volunteer mission work. She loves it. It's awesome. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. I was just thinking about the text message that you mentioned before um, about what, you know, God How is wanting How sneaky you us. are? No, no, about what God is wanting from us. Um, there's a classic verse in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8 where the Bible says, uh, he has told you, he has shown you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? So it's the Lord is requiring us to live for him. That Oh, I love that. Absolutely. And that, that is pre-sin, post-sin, and post-post-sin, you know, in the in the new heavens and the new earth. Like that is what God is requiring of us. That's what he wants from us to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with him. He's wanting us, he's wanting to have a relationship with us for the, for eternity. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I, uh, I agree with that sentiment Lawson as well too, but, but we did just get a text message in on that very thing. And it says, Blake, it's based on a Bible text uh, about the rich man and his building of granary, you know, Mm -hmm. And I do remember that story, actually, for you do not know when the Lord will require mm. uh, 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a, that's a good point as well, too. I, I personally, when I go through the Bible, the, the God that I see over and over and over, the character that he has is a God who wants to give us life and to give it abundantly. Jesus constantly is saying, I want, not only do I want you to live, I want you to live well. And here's mm. principles, the guidelines, the, uh, the way to move forward. This is the way, the truth of life for you to have life and to have it more abundantly. I didn't come to condemn the world, but uh, to basically set the world free to let you mm. know that I have uh, given you salvation. I am your savior and I want to uplift you and help you to have a deeper, more meaningful experience in life. Uh, I, I, I hesitate to paint the picture of a God who is there trying to scare people into heaven. That doesn't work. There's nowhere. There's that. That's not how we enter into a loving relationship with God. Yes, we are living in a time of earthquakes and pestilence and pain and suffering and destruction and sadness for sure. But that's not going to convert people into uh, a saving relationship with him. Mm. Jesus wants to have a relationship with us that is personal and intimate and real that doesn't have to be scared into that relationship. I've seen relationships in my life, fortunately, where one person was scared of the other person. And those are abusive relationships. And that's mm. not what we want. You know, it's good to have the right amount of fear and respect for the Lord to understand his awesomeness and his grand, the, the level of just magnificence that he has. But don't be afraid of Jesus. Don't be afraid of the Lord. He is tender and loving and caring, and he wants to have a relationship with you, and he wants to share eternity with you. Mm. And it costs you nothing because he paid everything already. we got a few more text messages here. Uh, Chris coming in coming in hot with a, with a hot take on possums. He says, Blake, the opossum, which is native to North America, is pronounced opossum. But the animal is commonly called a possum, particularly among the less educated rural people, a.k.a. my folks. When the British encountered a similar marsupial here in Australia, they naturally called it an opossum, but quickly shortened it to possum. And it has remained ever thus. Well, Chris, thanks for the text. Uh, and it does help me to understand my kind of people. That's where I'm because <laughs> I see a possum right there. No, for sure. I I've always like you're a, from California. They don't talk like that. Uh, you you would think that, but my whole family's actually from North Carolina. They immigrated over to California, oh, and, okay. and in North and this is a commonly unknown fact or an uncommonly known fact in Northern California. It's a bunch of Southerners that came over to build all the dams for the hydroelectricity and the aqueduct in California. So all the like all the workers that came over to Orville and Redding, California, they were all from the South and they were, they're, they're Southerners that came over for work, basically. So that's, that's the kind of the history of my people. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay. Well, there we go. Thanks for the, thanks for the little insight there, Chris. Kieran, you texted and you got it. Julia, you also texted. You got it as well, too. Uh, then we've got another text here. Uh, this is from Sherry. Love the photo of you guys. I've been waiting to see Blake's. <laughs> I think it says Dial and Lawson looking great. <laughs> Sherry, bless you all. 
with the smiley face and some prayer hands there. Thank you so much, Sherry. We appreciate that as well, too. Uh, another, oh, and Raphael texts in again. Blake, totally agree with your sentiments. Just the other side of the coin. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Let's, mm-hmm. Faith FM, it's a beautiful place where we can agree to disagree and we can also agree to agree mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got our 20 million movement Bible study and it's time to dive into the word of God. We've kind mm-hmm. of already begun the dive, but it's time to go even deeper and we're going to go uh, talk about Noah finding grace. So mm-hmm. it's this is uh, how the beginning of the Bible study starts. It says it's noteworthy to consider that those who are seeking heavenly treasure are frequently called by God to make major life alterations here on earth. Mm-hmm. So be prepared to face the same thing if need be. So anytime we are thinking about how to invest and thinking about our future, thinking about what we need to do, it can be a pretty life-changing scenario. So, Lawson, can you read for us? We're going to go to the very first book of the Bible in Genesis chapter 6, starting verse mm-hmm. 5 to 14. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. I got you. You ready? Yeah, hit it. Okay. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh is coming before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover the inside and outside with pitch. Wow, that got dramatic. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I turned on a bit of reverb. I thought it was funny. But I'm like, ah, no, I don't want to, I don't want to annoy the listeners too much. That was, that was definitely, uh, ear opening. But uh, I, I, I could know. definitely see, you know, God coming to address Noah and being like, Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. You know, the voice of God would be pretty intense. That's true, but I want to just point out something here very, very clearly. You are dangerous to do radio at home. That's all I could say. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah dangerous man. scenario. I'm gonna stop pulling out some instruments soon. I know. I can see. I've seen the instruments. I've heard them in between. It's this is a dangerous. This is a dangerous line that we're walking. <laughs> not sure what's going to happen here. Because I'm in my I'm in my studio here, so I've got I've got all my my effects, my instruments. Man, we, we can run a Faith oh. FM concert from home. Ooh, that's actually not a bad idea. But let's talk about Noah here. Let's talk about Noah. Bit. Yeah, he's sure. been basically like 120 years uh, in a totally different direction of his life. Now mm-hmm. that's it's a long time to spend doing anything. Probably longer than anyone on Earth today will spend doing anything. 
but he chooses to make this drastic change in his life because of what God says, because of God's word. And he totally goes a different direction for the next 120 years and builds an ark. But all the people who are there, they just make fun of him and ridicule him. And every thought of their heart was evil continually. There's a little uh, quote here I want to read. It says, The world before the flood reasoned that for centuries the laws of nature had been fixed. The recurring seasons had come in their order. Heretofore, rain had never fallen. The earth had been watered by a mist or dew. The rivers had never yet passed their boundaries, but had borne their waters safely to the sea. Fixed decrees had kept the waters from overflowing their banks. So these people had never seen rain before, and this guy is telling them, hey, it's going to rain. It was a very, very difficult, difficult message that had to be told. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And when we think about the ark, we do it such a a disservice, such an injustice to make it a little cute little boat that was floating around with an elephant sticking its trunk out. No, 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 no. This thing was multiple stories. It was gigantic. It was like, you know how, I don't know if you know this, but Americans love to measure things in random things. Like it was like 475 seagulls long, you know, like, I don't know. Have you ever seen that? Do Americans really do that? No, no, we do. Oh, that's for real. Like, oh man, that's about like six football fields, you know, like, or, (laughs) you know, like. That's 12 hands tall, you know? So like, yeah, no, we do that all the time for sure. That's maybe not as much as it's made fun of on the internet, but I have definitely heard, uh, some, some definitely some very weird, uh, that is measuring sticks, uh, in my lifetime for sure. But however, it is true. Like this, this arc was gigantic. It was, I mean, it doesn't even make sense, honestly. Like when you look at it, it's like, how is this? How is this thing possible? But when you see the size, because it's built to the scales and to the dimensions that were listed in Genesis, the the Ark Encounter there in Kentucky, you could easily understand how it would be possible to put. <laughs> uh, thank you, producer Shell. She has just sent a note. These are not similar animals, which I agree. Possums in Australia are super cute. I love possums in Australia. Opossums from the Ozarks are one of the dirtiest, rattiest things I've ever seen that, in my entire life. That looks world. gross. That looks yucky. They are. They're super good. Look how cute the possum is. I just want to pet possums in Australia. Are you allowed to have a pet possum? Actually, I, don't I don't even know. know. But just quickly, before we continue on. I know. We got to do those. We got to do the quiz. We got to do our final clue, guys. It's simply this. Joseph is my brother. So this person, <laughs> they're brothers with Joseph. If you know which brother it was, the one that uh, Joseph wrapped his arms around, 0491-064-669. This is your last opportunity to get in for the quiz. 0491-064-669. And uh, yeah, if you answer correctly, you'll go into the draw that will be drawn on Friday to win the Awesome, amazing, great controversy. Conflict of the Ages box set, including the book Great Controversy. Looking forward to that winner uh, later on in the week. But yeah, it's 
It's unfortunate how uncute opossums are from America. I don't know what happened there. They just maybe they ate too many. They ate too much garbage. That's what it was. They 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 ate too much like plastic. The possums in Australia. You guys don't even understand how good you have it with how cute they are. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I hear of, uh, I hear a lot of Australians uh, complain about possums getting up in the gutters or messing their house up. I'm like, guys, no, no, no. You need to understand. Those are cute. Though little evil like shrew attack uh, opossums from the Ozarks. Those those will scare you. Those will give you nightmares, man. I've seen some scary possums, and they. <laughs> Give me some shivers. I don't like those things at all. And in the middle of the night, they make this weird screechy noise. They look like a big giant sewer rat from New York. Ugh, scary stuff for sure. Hmm. But back to our story, also about some scary stuff. Before the flood, people argued that a flood could never actually happen because it was based on the faulty understanding of the reality around them. But after the flood, based on a faulty understanding of reality, they argued that it could never uh, that it never came to begin with. So as the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. So before the flood happened, doubters, haters, as you would say, they said, nope, could never happen. It's impossible. And then after the flood, now, thousands of years later, even though there is ample evidence for a flood, a worldwide flood all around the world, uh, now we have people who say, nope, it's impossible. It can't happen. There's no evidence for it. We clearly can't have it. You know, it's really funny too, as well too. The whole evolutionary theory and that model, ah, there's so many holes in it. And it just makes me, it really just grinds my gears because they're like, they're very quick to say, yep, there's definitely localized evidence of huge floods, but it wasn't a worldwide one. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like they refuse to accept the biblical narrative, even though the evidence is there to support it. But meanwhile, the Bible also says that people will be skeptical of end-time events, just as they were skeptical of the flood. So Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 7 says, Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until Mm. the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. And so just like it was in the past, it will be like this in the future as well, too, because there is another flood coming, not by water, but a flood of fire that will purify the earth. The flood of water in Noah's time was the type of flood that will be fulfilled by the flood of fire that will come uh, upon Jesus' second coming as well, too. So how can we then... Prepare for the coming destruction. We see all this stuff happening around. Lawson, what are we supposed to be doing to be getting ready for this? Yeah, I I think it's particularly interesting in regards to this lesson. We're talking about laying up treasures in heaven and reflecting on the story of Noah. I see that you have the rest of the world. They're filled with violence continually. And 
you know, add a bit of context into there. They had congregated into cities. Uh, they were definitely in in a, in a certain type of way. I wouldn't call it industrializing, but the world was progressing. Science, the science of the world was progressing. They were doing all kinds of things. Yet Noah forewent his potential capacity to be a part of the world, to make lots of money, uh, to follow the will of God. He was like, hey, this is a pretty serious call. The world's going to end. I'm going to build a boat. And now, not for the purpose of becoming a boat builder. You know, he didn't get his his degree or trade in boat building so he could run a business of boat building. But rather, he fully pre- he prepared a boat for the end of the for the end of the world, like for the flood. Uh, that boat had no usage outside of that. There was no money making potential. There was no set up of future plans. He really just considered his life. He considered who God was. He considered his relationship with God. And he said, the most important thing for me to do right now is to completely commit to the call of God. And I love make that number one and first and only. Absolutely. I love the sentiment that we read here. It says, you know, there's a, a conscious decision called delayed gratification, right? It basically means that we should patiently do the work God has called us to do in the hope of a more glorious future reward. So we don't even see, we don't know when Christ is actually going to come back. But in one sense, it really doesn't matter. Only that we're doing what God has called us to do in that moment. And so how ready are you to be, uh, would you be ready to make a major change in your life for God if, like Noah, you were called to do just that? We heard that story from Laura Westberg earlier all about how she made a change. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, that's coming at you live from Finland, from Toronto, not Canada, but Australia. From Toronto. Right there in Newcastle as well, too. We got a few more text messages that have just come in as well, too. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I love the text messages. It's awesome. But I just want to say... Uh, on the on the background here, Lawson, I just I I need you to do this live right, right now. I, I want you to play the music that you were just playing, uh, but don't don't be don't don't do the singing, but just the piano just the, while I'm reading the text. There we go. Yeah, the soothing sounds of text messages in the morning with Lawson right on the keys, Lawson Walters. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Okay. Uh, The real cowboy in the studio isn't Blake. Ooh, I I think I might be. Does that mean it's. It's Shell. It's not me. I'm not. I am not the cowboy. Not cowboy? No way. It's got to be Shell. Shell, are you the real cowboy? I think it is. I'm like the least American person there is. (laughs) Danny. You have, uh, you've gotten the answer correct, Danny. Sky, you also got the answer correct. Uh, we got another text message here. With all the disasters and sickness in the world, we mm-hmm. should be like Paul before we go to bed and say, because of Jesus, Second Timothy 4, 7, 8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mm-hmm. Glory to God in everything that we do. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that, Wayne. Excellent sentiments as well, too. And we need to remember that 
every day is a precious gift that we receive from God, and we need to utilize it accordingly to utilize it well. And I think when we're talking about Noah, his life just changed when he finally just took on this new direction uh, based on God's word. God spoke and said, hey, this is what I want you to do, Noah. Now, he had a choice. He could have rejected it, and gone a different direction, done his own thing. But instead, he listened. He followed, and even when the whole world thought this is crazy, he actually ended up saving not only his family but himself as well too, mm. and really the whole human race because uh, of the impending flood that was approaching the earth to mm. cleanse it from essentially the wickedness that was continually there, evil never stopping. Now, Lawson, we've come to the place where we need to find the answer to the quiz, yeah, absolutely. The answer to our quiz for today is none other than Benjamin. Um, so, yeah, Benjamin's the answer. <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, just yeah. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> So, Benjamin was the answer. We saw a fair few clues about him. My father said I was a ravenous wolf, which devours his prey in the morning and divides the plunder in the evening. So, you might be reading this and think like, wow, that I wouldn't want my dad to say that about me, but I think this is a compliment <laughs> that he's being served here. Um, unfortunately, this person... When you have mother, to figure out whether it's a compliment or not, I, I'll, I'm, I'm good. Don't give me those ones. Unfortunately, like I, it, no. the next clue, it was my mother died immediately after she gave birth to me. Now, this serves to give reason as to why Jacob their father had such strong feelings towards Joseph and Benjamin because, well, Jacob unfortunately made the unwise decision to, to have four wives, uh, but his favorite unwise. of those four wives was Rachel. Um, and to Rachel, he had the least kids too. And that was, yeah, Joseph, Joseph and, ben. and Benjamin. And immediately after Benjamin is born, as we read here, Rachel passes away and it kind of explains why Joseph or Jacob was so protective firstly of Joseph, which led his brothers to get jealous and sell him into slavery. But then later Benjamin as well, not only were they kids from his favorite wives, which is Jacob, not a good move to have favorite kids or favorite wives, um, but simultaneously as well from his favorite wife, from the wife that he wanted from the beginning, these were the only two kids that were born. And so when she passes away, she's just—he is just ultra protective of Benjamin, for sure, as he would be. I mean, mm. he was totally scared of losing another son mm. because of what his brothers did to Joseph previously, as well. Too talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks 
for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.